Good morning. We are at the Freiburg New Church Assembly. It is second week of camp. It is August 7th, and my name is Reverend Susanna Curry, and my topic this morning is We Are Spiritual Beings Having a Human Experience. In my lecture this morning, I want to lift up uh, through Swedenborg's writings, Innocence, the Design of Humanity, the Purpose of Human Life, and the reason we have been given the gifts of free will and rationality, and conclude that as human beings, our experience of life on Earth is for us to learn that we are spiritual beings. So let us start with innocence. Simple little design for innocence. Here's a quote from a memorable experience with Emanuel Swedenborg. The angels said that the simple in faith and heart think of angels as the people of heaven and for the reason that they have not extinguished by learning what is implanted in them from heaven. This is why angels in churches, whether sculpted or painted, are always depicted as people. In respect to this insight from heaven, they said that it is the divine flowing into such as are in the good and faith of life. So the innocence that we come into this world with an understanding that angels are the people of heaven, and that stays with us unless it is extinguished by learning. Think about that for a minute. We already have it in us unless it is extinguished by learning. So it is implanted in us from heaven, from our birth, that we are spiritual beings and that we will become angels in heaven or spirits in hell when we die, unless that ex understanding is extinguished. Innocence opens us to a greater and greater inflow from heaven and as much as we are living a good life, the best we know how, we are receiving that inflow. However, as we are living a life of selfishness, egocentricity, and materialism, those tendencies tend to open us to greater influences from hell. So this simple circle can be wide open to the love that is flowing in from God and from heaven and from other people and receiving it, or it can be all closed up within itself, only receiving influences from hell. And that's our choice. We often don't think of innocence as a choice. I have a uh, cousin whose husband watches Fox News all the time. If you're watching influences of evil and destruction all around you, you're choosing to receive that and hold that inside of you. If you choose to get up in the morning and open the word and read a passage or read something spiritual or listen to some beautiful music, you're choosing to allow heavenly influences into you. So it's not as simple as just say, oh, I'm not innocent anymore, I'm not a kid. What are you doing daily to open yourself to God or to open yourself to all the evils around? Not to say we should be uninformed, but we don't need to be gluttons for the evil that is around us. So now I'd like to skip up to the design of humanity. And here's a quote from Swedenborg from um, TCR. Human beings were created as forms of the divine design. We have been created as forms of the divine design because we have been created as images and likenesses of God. And since God is the divine itself, we have therefore been created as images and likenesses of that design. 
The divine design originally took shape and continues to exist from two sources, divine love and divine wisdom. We human beings have been created as vessels for these two things. Therefore, the design that divine love and wisdom follow in acting upon the universe and especially into, upon the angelic heaven has been built into us. So human beings are recipients of divine love and wisdom, and we are created as a natural form to contain a divine substance, much like a clay pot is formed to contain what fills it. So this was our little innocence picture. Now let's look at design. And we're designed, if we you know, think of this as a three-dimensional thing, let's look at ourselves as that clay pot, a clay, clay, clay cup. Here's the design, the form, which is the wisdom. And this emptiness is ready to receive the love that pours in, the love that comes from God. We are the recipient being. We, hold, we are the form of wisdom. Love flows in and fills us up. That is what we're designed to be. Do you remember the line in the Psalm 23? My cup runneth over. We're also designed to have our cup run over. And where does this go? It goes into other created beings. And we fill them up. So our design is to be this cup, this empty vessel, to allow love to flow into us and pour out. So in effect, we are spiritual beings because our design is to receive God. It is the eternal being manifest in the temporal it is spiritual essence inside human material existence. And the purpose of that is so that we can love our neighbor as God loves us. We live in God's image when we live loving and wise human lives, bringing our intentions and understandings to life in, through our actions in useful ways. So this brings us to the purpose of human life. The purpose of human life is to have experience. And what we do in response to experience is how we grow in our, divinity, our, our acceptance of the divinity within. And through this growth, this is what helps us to learn. Learn to do the work of letting go, letting love out. It's a wonderful song. It's called You Learn. I'm just going to read you the lines of the chorus. You live, you learn. You love, you learn. You cry, you learn. You lose, you learn. You bleed, you learn. You scream, you learn. You grieve, you learn. You choke, you learn. You laugh, you learn. You choose, you learn. You pray, you learn. You ask, you learn. You live, you learn. And because we have wonderful technology this, these days, I'm going to let Alanis Morissette say it better. This is the last verse of her song.
I think she learned a lot <laughs> to have written that song and to have received the experiences that taught her that you learn from all of this. In Divine Love and Wisdom, Swedenborg writes that the goal of creation is a heaven from the human race. This is not a heaven of beings who have all had easy lives. We all have to learn from hard experience. He also writes in uh, Divine Wisdom, angels were not created such immediately, but all who are or have been in heaven were born as people and become angels after a life passed in the world. No angel could exist except from a person born in the world, and this according to divine order. So as God's creations, as God's children, we are given the experiences of life so that we can learn what influences we want to respond to, the influences of heaven or the influences of hell. So I want to put two more little drawings up here. We talked about the, the purpose to over, the design is that we will overflow into each other. So our purpose to become a heavenly community is to become lots of connected individuals. Here's our purpose. But we have free will. So in our free will, We sometimes choose to be connected, and sometimes we choose to be apart from each other, to run the other way. I'm not going to listen to you. I don't care what, what, what your life is like. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And that's our free will, to be connected or to be disconnected. So the reason that we've been given these gifts of free will and rationality Swedenborg answers very nicely in Divine Providence, and I'm going to read this. It's a rather long passage. This is why it is integral to Divine Providence that we act from freedom and in accord with reason. Acting freely and rationally, and acting on the basis of our freedom and our rationality are the same thing, as is acting on the basis of our intent and our discernment. There is a difference, though, between acting freely and rationally, or on the basis of freedom and rationality, and acting in ways that are truly free and rational on the basis of genuine freedom and genuine rationality. This is because people who do evil out of a love for doing evil and who justify it are in a way acting freely and rationally. However, their freedom is not freedom in essence, real freedom. It is actually a hellish freedom that in essence is slavery. Their reason is not reason either. It is an imitation of reason or distorted reason or a facade made up of rationalizations. Still, both ways of acting are under divine providence. For if we, on the earthly level, were deprived of the freedom to intend evil and to make it seem reasonable by rationalizations, that would be the end of our freedom and rationality and of our volition and discernment. We could not be led away from our evils and reformed, so we could not be united with the Lord and live forever. That is why the Lord protects our freedom the way we protect the pupil of our eye. The Lord, though, is constantly using our freedom to lead us away from evils, and to the extent that he can do so through our freedom, he uses that freedom to plant good things within us. In this way, step by step, he gives us heavenly freedom in place of hellish freedom. I think we can all reflect on things that we have convinced ourselves were good and made rational um, 
arguments for why what was good for us was good. Because that's our tendency. We see something that we want, and then we rationalize why we should have it. But we are all born for heaven, and the Lord is constantly working with us to lead us away from our selfishness, from our false rationality, <clears throat> so that we might advance into heaven. <clears throat> I love the phrase, those are born, we are all born for heaven, and though you, we advance into heaven as we take heaven into ourselves in this world. And that's very key, is in this world. It's here that we need to make the choices that bring us to our eternal selves. We create who we are eternally by what we intend, what we understand, and what we do in freedom. And I would add that another gift we are given in this world is the privacy of our own minds, so that we can do this spiritual work privately without everyone having to know all of the missteps that we make, all of the choices that we make that we are then uh, repent of and work towards reforming with the Lord's help. This is the place here on earth to do the spiritual work that we need to do before we reach the world of spirits where all that we are thinking and feeling is readily apparent to everyone around us. Think about that gift for a minute. The privacy of doing the work here. <clears throat> So my conclusion is that human beings and human experience is for us to learn that we are spiritual beings. To know that that self within us that's reflecting on what we need to repent of. How are we working in cooperation with the Lord through our reformation? How is our regeneration journey working in the community with others? It's a matter of reflecting on our current experience and remembering that early influx from before we were extinguished by learning that we are spiritual beings and that we will indeed become eternal beings after this life. We need to learn that the material world is not all that is important. And around us every day there are heavenly and hellish influences that surround us and we have to choose our own path. And importantly, and I've learned this from so many friends who had so many struggles, that it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. Do you follow the path of love to heaven or the path of loving self in the world to hell? All right, there is something on the back here. So I put up some things for us to look at, to think about, particularly the parallels here. We have the free will to choose. This is the line that we walk every day. Are we kind or harmful? Are we patient or dismissive? Are we humble or self-righteous? Are we listening or are we over-talking? Are we accepting or combative? Do we face truth or deny it? Are we reaching out or drawing in? Are we selfless or selfish? Are we sharing or hoarding? Are we helping or hurting? Are we respecting or disrespecting? Are we loving or hating? We look at this and we say, yes, this is what we want. We want to eternally be in this heavenly state. But every one of us, once in a while, dismisses someone, is selfish, just has an incidence of being disrespectful. We, we fall into this. Certainly the world encourages this. So choosing the heavenly path 
It's actually not popular right now. It's really not. But I have to wonder, and I do pray for, the souls who are justified and rationalized that this is good. Pray for those people. They are really, truly not understanding that they will live this way forever. The idea of eternity is why we are here to learn. Our purpose, as we mentioned, is to become a heavenly community. Our purpose is to love one another as God loves us. In the world, we experience relationships, situations, places, traumas, communities, work, play, family, and friendships. And they all have the potential to draw us closer or far, farther from heaven and from God. We're all going to walk a path that's going to kind of go like this. It's not going to be straight. As George Dole always liked to say, no one gets out of here alive. And in the living and the learning that we do, we're going to have our ups and our downs. Think about this. If we are walking this path, the straight path, if we, if we have the potential to do that, how would we not understand some of the things that Alanis Morissette sings about? How would we understand people who are crying, who've lost someone, who are bleeding, who are screaming, who are grieving, who are choking, who are laughing, who are praying, <coughs> praying and asking? We can't interact with one another unless we have some similar experiences. Now, yours might not be exactly the same as your neighbor, but if you're both kind of doing a path that kind of looks like that, we can talk about that. You have something in common. You have in common that you have walked the rocky road of life. So often, if you have had a trauma, you are the best person for someone who experiences a similar trauma to talk to. Because, and I've said this to people, I've been married for 42 years. I have a very difficult time helping people with they're going through divorce because it's not my experience. But if another person who has been divorced can speak with that person and talk about their journey, it might not be at all the same, but you've got something in common where your hearts have had the same grief. You have walked part of that same path together. And so in thinking about that, we think of it so often as, well, where can I get help? I'm, I'm struggling with this. Where can I get help? How about when you've been through something, where can I help? Where can I bring my particular learning to a group or a person who will so benefit from that, who will so much appreciate that you reached out with that. And, and I want to say this about this part, reaching out. And it goes back to that nice little cup that I showed. When our cup flows over, it reaches out. And that is what connects us to one another. And the, the final drawing that I want to share with you is this idea that we have experience. And it happens and we react. Now some people experience, react, experience, react, experience, react. You see the kind of loop that's happening there? When we learn from our experience. When we look at, and I would put reflect on here too, when we reflect on 
our reaction, learn from it, then we do something different than we react. Then we respond. Because then we are using our free will. So this is free will in here. Reacting is very instinctual. It often has no reason with it, no thinking. It's just simply an impulse. But when we move from experiencing, reacting, and then reflecting, learning, and responding, then we are more likely to choose the heavenly path that we listed up before. And I love drawings because they help me understand things. I was working with this a little bit. I say, well, okay, well, here's experience, react, experience, react, experience, react. Okay, we're going to get us outside of that. Where are we going? Okay, we're going to reflect, and then we're going to learn, and then we're going to respond, and experience to react, and experience to react. And hey, it looks like a heart. I thought that was kind of cool. But it's getting outside of self-centeredness, reacting and re reacting instinctively, and only about what how it matters to me, to reflecting, learning, maybe reaching out to someone else and having an experience about that and reflecting on that and learning some more and then bringing that back to yourself. I don't know how many times I've heard teachers say they learn more when they teach than, than you'd think, that teachers actually are learning from the teaching process because you're reaching out from what you know, you're bringing it into the world and then you're receiving that wonderful love that comes from responding to the students and finding out what they need to know and helping them to receive it. So my closing thought with you today is to just go back to the beginning and to say that with our innocence throughout our lives that grows from an innocence of ignorance to an innocence of wisdom, through the design of our humanity, we are fulfilling the purpose of human life and we are, for, the, for that reason, we've been given free will and rationality and that we are indeed human spiritual beings. We are given this life in which to learn, to respond, to choose heaven. The floor is yours. Dave? I just wanted to express my admiration for how well you expressed what we need to do and why it's so important. Thank you. So, um, I'm trying to think of uh, the two terms that come to my mind. One is destiny and the other is evolution. So I'm hoping I'm not going to get too far afield here. But we live a life and it seems like when we, you know, we're welcoming the good, goodness and, and the love and we, it's not just one place that we go. In, mm -hmm. in the spiritual world, that even as spirit, we can evolve mm -hmm. and grow. So the distinction between heaven and hell, to me, is not so clear. It, um, there's gradations even in the spiritual world, and we have choices in the spiritual world. Right. Is that That's my accurate? understanding, yes, that there are higher and lower heavens, and there are higher and lower hells, that the world of spirits is that sorting out place, um, and that we go where most where we're most comfortable, but that the Lord is in heaven and in hell, always working to help lift us up, always working with us. That we we learn, we continue to learn in heaven. However, as I mentioned, that thing about the privacy of your own mind, we don't get that. So, however, we're learning in heaven, we are likely learning in groups. 
of others who are like us because there's more of a, a group mind that happens in heavenly community. That's my understanding. Debbie? I think it's interesting as a teacher in a new church school, we'll often talk about heaven. And um, we get to the, the part of talking about the eternity of heaven. And they're like, eternity, that's like forever. I, they don't like that idea, which I find is fascinating in their in innocence, mm -hmm. that um, the idea of eternity is not something they can comprehend at all. And, and for me, I think as a, as coming from an older perspective, it's like, oh, thank goodness I, I have to eternity to keep working on the things that I need to work on and knowing that there's always change and development and growth. You know, that I think they think of the fact that nothing's ever going to change. Mm -hmm. But I just think of the spiritual world as a very vibrant, vibrant place that, that is going to be new things all the time mm -hmm. that I can work on and approach and look at. And, you know, not ready to go there yet. But <laughs> I like very much how Swedenborg talks about when we do pass into the spiritual world, the angels that come to us first are usually a little bit higher than we can accept. But we're given the benefit of the doubt <coughs> excuse me, that we could jump right in. But those angels, if they're a little too intense for us, we move on. They move on and let lesser angels come. <coughs> Lois? I always like, um, I don't know if I can use a piece of chalk, but I, somebody showed me this once, and I just loved it and always keep it in my mind. Um, they showed a picture of our brain, our mind, say that's the brain with all its things, and it says we live in two worlds, We at, at the same time the spiritual and the natural world, and that if we remember that, then we feed, then we're more tend to pay attention, if we, that equilibrium is always there, mm -hmm. and I always thought that was a precious thing for me to always remember that I'm living in two worlds not just the natural world, right. and helps you with your selfishness. And, your mm -hmm. and I didn't specifically get into correspondences, but that's one of the things in any life experience, um, you know, well, especially something traumatic, we're like, why me? You know, why me? And it's more of a question now that I ask myself, it's like, why now? You know, what exactly is going on in my life that this is the lesson I need now? So we all are going to have lessons. Um, and if we can look at the correspondence of what it means to our learning, it might help us to get through them. George? As soon as you made that picture of the heart, I don't know why I thought of Lois's 1995 car. Her baby. If that baby sits out in our, our yard, as it does often, uh, I come back home and put the key in, and the car won't start. The batteries run it, but if I run that car every day, uh huh, good, good point. It, 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 it it's perfect. Uh -huh. So I kept that. That's my wife's 1995 car. I got to keep it running so that I'm forming the heart with the core of the cell. And and that if our regeneration keeps running, we actually get we get some good speed up. We can yeah. make it up the hills. No, it's an important thing to keep our spiritual life and our awareness and our reflection on our spiritual journey. Keep it going. That's a very good correspondence. <laughs> Thank you. One in the back. 
the other um, drawing that I didn't do that I wanted to share is when I was thinking about <coughs> our purpose, and we see these sort of as individual, but if we, if we think of them each as a cup overflowing into the others, it helps us a little. But also, that wonderful symbol for eternity. It's connected. And then there's another one. And it's connected. And there's another one. And it's connected. So we have connection points that are all of us individually in a group forever. Uh, I would like it if you could turn the board back, mm -hmm. maybe tilt the uh, board slightly. I'd like to be able to read those on the both sides, or you could read them, or maybe talk a little tiny bit about the difference between those two sides. That was very concrete. Mm -hmm. Relate to that. If you could maybe read the ones again. Well. Can't quite Just oh okay, I can turn it for you. But the other piece is that the very simplest way to think of this is this is about others and God or heaven. And this is about me, me, me. If your question in any situation is what's in it for me, you're on the hellish. You're in, being influenced influenced by hellish spirits. If you're thinking about how can I help others, how can I reach out, how can I show respect, how can I show acceptance, you are, even in your, even doing it unskillfully, as we like to say, you are trying. And I know it was Thomas Merton who said, I believe that my efforts to please God do indeed please God. So we just have to try. We don't even have to succeed. We can be lousy at it. Our wisdom can be lacking. But if our heart is in the right place, that is what generate. That's the fuel for the car. That's the fuel for regeneration. Is having our heart in the right place. Ken. So what you're saying is, if you're thinking what's in it for me ever, then that makes it hellish. Because when you do good things, it makes you feel good. So when you help people, it gives you something. You do get, there is something in it for you. Mm -hmm. But it's when. So you're saying it's when you're consciously thinking, what do I get out of this? That makes it not. Right. Good. But even if you're doing. What if you're saying, what's in it for me? Oh, it's going to make me feel good to give this for this person and do this for them. So where, where, where Well, there's the both and there. Because there's the, 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 the love's in order. And if the love of self is at the bottom, and then loving the world and loving others and loving God, your, or, your love, loves are in the right place. So it's OK to have a little bit of, boy, it makes me feel good to work at the soup kitchen, so I'm going to go out and do that. You're doing it with an appropriate love of self. It makes you feel good to do good. But then you are what the what the good you're doing is helping others. Right. Well, I think the simple fact that it makes you feel good to do good says that it's okay for you to get something out. Of it. It's okay. Yes, and it, and that's a, that's where that like love of self. You need to feed yourself. You need to sleep. You need to have some balance in your life. But it's just the order of it. If the love of self is at the top, you can go out and you can do all kinds of wonderful things for wonderful people. But if you only did it for fame and popularity and to be to feel like you're the most important person in the room. A lot of people might be served, but you're not being served by that. And, and that's another thing that, um, I think it was Ken Turley who said that. He says, a lot, of, a lot of good gets done for the wrong reason. So then you're really just helping everyone accept yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's entirely possible that you can be helping everyone else, but because your intention was about you, it didn't help you grow spiritually. Yeah. 
That's something to reflect on. And that's why that, that little loop of reflecting on the learning and the experience and then choosing a response. And it's important to remember that this is always in the middle. That's that, that line that we walk where there's the angels on one side and the, the spirits on the other side trying to influence us. And we're walking in the middle and we get to choose. It's not all about the influences. We do get to choose. And in fact, that's really all we get to do. Because the Lord gives us the energy to do everything we choose. The Lord gives us the wisdom. We just get to choose which direction we're going to look. And then we follow with the Lord's energy in us to, to make, make our lives. Red Wing? I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about how angels um, communicate to us. That's my lecture on Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as a perfect segue, though, I wanted to say this at a meal, but I'll say it right now. Uh, on Saturday, I'm going to speak about angel communication and how angels communicate with us, whether we've seen them or heard them or felt them. I would love for people to come and talk to me about their stories over the course of this week, because that kind of a discussion is much more alive when we have real experience. And I don't want to just share my own. I would like to have other people tell me about their experiences. So, Martha, did you have something? Yes, um, two things, actually. At the very beginning, when you was talking about innocence and like um, maybe we say, well, I don't feel innocent. But I remember the quote where God said that you have to become as little children. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of wonder and innocence that we exactly. have. Yes, we have all these blemishes and all this baggage and all this, but you know, we have to get rid of that and you know, grow. Uh, the other thing, if I can, I, I always think that I love to go do things for people and I really like doing things that people don't know about, but then afterwards I get this euphoria kind mm -hmm. of thing, and I think that's God's praise. Mm -hmm. Amen. God is happy with you. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, and then other times I'm not so good, and I don't get that feeling. But uh, but when I really do. Pardon? I just might suggest that one way to work with that issue of uh, worrying about feeling good is if you can let it go. Mm -hmm. If you can let it go, then it's not me. Yeah. Because it's just let go. Yeah. So it happens and then it's let go. Right. And the same way, if you make a mistake mm -hmm. and you can't let it go, then you're pushing yourself also into the same That's right. me. That's right. So either way, it's all about me. Yeah. But if those things happen, And that's that rocky road that we're on. If we can keep coming back to the, oh, yep, the, the, the wonderful thing I did, yeah, that wasn't me. And the terrible thing I did, that wasn't me. So we're kind of coming back to, okay, God, where are we going now? What's next? And we're asking the Lord to be with us on that up and down journey. Um, and it's also a little bit helpful um, to think about this idea of reflection that I heard this the first week, and it really struck with me. It's not just we reflect on what we did, and then in that little judgy part of ourselves, we say, no, that was bad, or that was good. But how about reflecting on the reflector 
on the experience. So that, and that's that letting it go part. It's like, it's not what I did, and it's not how I'm suffering or, or elating about what I did, but it's the reflecting on that, sort of a inner, inner being that reflects on our experience of regeneration that is learning from the world. And I really like that inmost part because you know Swedenborg always has our, our threes. So we have our natural, but we are spiritual as our head. And then that celestial part of us reflecting on the spiritual process that is learning from the material world. So if we can get back, I think maybe this is a meditation technique to get back that far in, but that that's where we'll really do that work of letting go. And that's another reason about the me, me, me part is if our vessel is all full of me, 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 there's no room for God's love to get in and fill us up because we're so full of ourselves. The full of ourselves uh, expression might come from that. Break today. <laughs> <laughs>